Welcome to the Checkered Jaguar, where normalizing difficult conversations is just what we do. I'm your host, Bracia Dover. I'm a mental health advocate, creator, business owner, and cancer survivor. It's time to get vulnerable and find that inner confidence to roar. Find the Checker Jaguar on the web, where we go beyond with meaningful written blogs where readers come to feel inspired and understood. Check it out at www.checkerjaguar.com. Find the Checker Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok at Checker Jaguar. Now, let's dive into this podcast episode. All right. Well, welcome back to another meaningful and important podcast episode. Today, I'll be talking about a controversial but very crucial subject matter that I feel needs to be shared, and that's the importance of self-pleasure. The overall theme of this episode and my stance towards this topic is that self-pleasure is a form of self-care. And at the back of my mind in all of my podcast episodes is I realized that certain people, especially people from, you know, who I grew up with and my extended family, they may hear these episodes and cast a sort of judgment towards my subject matter. And although this was initially a concern to me, I've gotten to a place where I know that uncomfortable conversations like these are absolutely essential and demand to be shared. So today, as I talk about the importance of self-pleasure, and maybe some of my extended Mormon or LDS family or friends growing up hears this, my hope is that you can try to have an open mind as to what I'll be sharing. And I'll be backing a lot of what I say by science and fact-based information, which I think will provide key insights that some listeners may not have thought of before. So without further ado, let's dive into it. So to start, let's make sure we're all on the same page when it comes to what self-pleasure really is. Self-pleasure, also known as masturbation, is pretty self-explanatory, and it alludes to the ability to pleasure oneself and reach an orgasm through physical touch or sex toys. And just a brief backstory on why this topic is so important to me is I grew up in a very conservative, uber-religious community. In fact, my direct family and I were part of this religious community, Mormonism or LDS, up until I was 13 years old. So I have an interesting take on this culture and I'm able to understand why people think the way they do in the LDS church. And I try to be as sensitive as I can with my extended family and friends who are still part of this religion. And at the same time, I feel immense gratitude that I had the opportunity to shift my mindset and open up my own thoughts and beliefs with when my direct family and I left the Mormon church. So The main reason the topic of self-pleasure is so important to me is because I've seen firsthand a culture that shames and criticizes the act of self-pleasure and ultimately damages a lot of individuals' mindsets surrounding this topic. To illustrate this, when I was about a sophomore in high school, I had a group of my LDS friends over and we watched the film White Chicks. Keep in mind, I had already left the Mormon church with my family, and I didn't think much of the fact that we were putting on White Chicks, which was a pretty well-known and just a really funny little comedy, if, if any of you guys have seen it. So there's a scene in it where all the girls have a sleepover, and at the sleepover, you see normal girl talk and things happening. 
and then they bring out a dildo. And this scene goes on for a little while as the characters talk about the dildo and how they like to use it and what their technique, you know, is with the dildo. So I remember looking around the room as my friends watched this scene and I realized that they had no idea what this dildo thing was. And pretty shortly after we finished the movie, we went to our kitchen area where my mom was and some of my friends started talking about that scene again. And one of them even asked my mom what that scene was all about. Remember, we were all in high school and my friends had no idea what a dildo was or even what masturbation was. So hesitantly, my mom looked at my friends who were all curious and interested in what the movie scene entailed. And she said, you should probably ask your parents about that because she knew damn well that these girls' Mormon parents didn't want the non-Mormon parents to be teaching their daughters about the art of self-pleasure. So, you know, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of a no-no topic there. But my friends persisted and practically begged my mom to explain this concept to them. So my mom gently brought up the term masturbation with them and how masturbation worked. And I watched my friends' faces become enlightened and curious as they genuinely had no idea that self-pleasure was even a thing, which was crazy to me as I figured it out pretty quickly after we left the Mormon church. So long story short, this is not uncommon for girls and guys in the LDS church to sometimes have no concept or idea on what self-pleasure is or what it even looks like. And to be fair, this is not just the LDS church, but most cultures and religions in general. And to shed some light on this, I think it's clear that shame and guilt are common factors as to why individuals do not entertain the idea of touching themselves to create arousal. But then there are also individuals who are told that they can't masturbate and they do it anyways. And then they feel the shame and guilt and carry it with them as they are told by their families, religion and culture that this is a sinful act. And like I touched on earlier, I, I do have an interesting take on the LDS culture as I was once a part of it. And truthfully, I would have never entertained the idea of masturbation at the time because I knew the LDS church's stance on it. So I do understand why it isn't that simple for individuals to unlearn or work through the negative stigma surrounding self-pleasure. Continually to back this up, in the four, the strength of youth guide, which are standards that the youth in the Mormon and LDS church are asked to live by, states that outside of marriage between a man and a woman, it is wrong to touch the private sacred parts. And because sexual intimacy is so sacred, the Lord requires self-control and purity before marriage, as well as full fidelity after marriage. So for someone who is a devout Mormon, as tempting as masturbation may be, it's pretty much off limits unless you don't play by the rules. And there are a lot of people who don't play by the rules in the Mormon church, but there are a lot who do. So if you're still listening and you come from a religious household, I want you to know I do understand why you may have extreme concerns towards self-pleasure. You've been told all your life that it's a sin so I get it because I was once a part of it. And at the same time, all it takes is to open your mind and have a level of curiosity and be open to hearing an alternate perspective. So 
that's what I'm sharing with you today. The stigmas we have learned surrounding self-pleasure don't just stem from religion and culture. In fact, in the 1950s, people were told through media techniques that masturbation could cause fatigue and disease, sapping a man's strength and turning him feeble-minded. And two men named John Kellogg and Sylvester Graham even developed a cornflake and cracker in the 19th century as part of a bland diet that was aiming to reduce man's sex drive and discourage them from masturbating. Additionally, looking even further back in the year 1758, the Swiss scientist Simon André Tissot was one of the first to declare scientifically that masturbation could lead to blindness. And this idea was that the general waste of bodily energy led to a weakened state and increased the risk for blindness. And this was obviously debunked years later. Today, we recognize these claims as absurd campaigns stemming from moral judgments, but there are still a group of individuals out there, usually faith-based, who claim that masturbation is sinful and attributes to depression or relationship issues. So now that we have a general understanding on why people stigmatize the concept of self-pleasure, Let's now switch gears and jump into the science-backed evidence that showcases how self-pleasure has a number of substantial benefits to your mental and physical well-being. To break it down for you, from the Journal of Sexual Medicine, we have learned that orgasms look the same in the brain for men and women, regardless of whether they're triggered by yourself or a partner. Additionally, when you orgasm, your brain's reward network becomes highly active, and this area is called the ventral stratum, which is associated with feelings of pleasure and motivation. So leading up to an orgasm, several important neurochemicals are released, including endorphins. This explains why sex, solo or partnered, feels so good. The feel-good hormone, oxytocin, also comes into play during masturbation, which decreases cortisol levels, resulting in overall stress reduction. And I want to acknowledge here that all these benefits are backed by studies. However, what these studies don't account for is how masturbation or porn can be problematic for some people. However, experts today are not calling these problematic situations addictions, but rather they're calling it compulsive sexual behavior. And to understand this better, Justin LaMiller, a research fellow at the Kinsley Institute at Indiana University, states that there's usually some other underlining issue that's creating the problem. And so the masturbation and porn are a symptom rather than a cause of the issue. So now that we've touched on that, I want to talk a little bit about the different ways to create self-pleasure. So if you're listening and you've come this far, let's break it down and talk about the juicy stuff that no one seems to want to talk about, but it's important to know how to please yourself, right? So we're really going to talk about this because that's what we do here on the Checker Jaguar. We normalize these difficult and vulnerable conversations. So to start, for women, self-pleasure is very easily attainable. And something I like to suggest is to get curious about your body. The clitoris is literally the only part of your body that is designed for one reason, to feel good. Learning about clitoral stimulation and figuring out what you like simply by using your hands is a great place to start. 
and maybe some of this is elementary to you, but it's always a good refresher to stay curious about your body because our bodies change over time. And for the men out there, I'm pretty sure the explanation behind your self-pleasure techniques doesn't need a ton of attention here. Here's a couple of interesting facts about the clitoris. There are 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris, and the penis only has 4,000. Also, 50 to 75% of women who have orgasms need to have their clitoris touched. And this is great to know, I think, for any men out there listening, you know, trying to please their partners if they're female. Clitoral stimulation is huge for women. So moving on, here's something to remember. If self-pleasure kind of freaks you out for whatever reason, whether cultural or religious, remember that masturbation is healthy and it's up to you to believe that you're worthy of receiving pleasure and joy. I like to try to think of that when, especially when I look back at my younger years when I did leave the Mormon church and I did think it was kind of wrong to touch myself and I, I you know, really believed that. So I think it's important to remember that masturbation and touching yourself and pleasing yourself, it's natural that our bodies are beautiful. They are, they're some of the most incredible things, you know, if you think about everything your body does for you and to be able to touch yourself and please yourself and use what your body gave you. I think that's a amazing thing. So the next pressing topic when it comes to ways to create self-pleasure is to think about sex toys. In our modern world, we have access to online and in-person sex shops where you'll find things like vibrators, dildos, etc. And all these things are designed with your pleasure in mind. And I bet you could get on Amazon right now and expedite a vibrator if you don't already have one and you're a female and, you know, get that bad boy delivered within the next couple days and it, it's going to change your life. So I got my first vibrator in college and it did change my life. So there you have it. If you haven't already, invest in yourself and purchase a sex toy. If, and if sex shops intimidate you, then do your online research, read product reviews and order a product that way. No shame in that. So as I start to close out this short episode, I want to full circle everything I've said to my stance being self-pleasure is a form of self-care. I truly believe at my very core that we have to learn how to love ourselves and touch ourselves, so we can show our partners how to do the same. I validate how scary masturbation can be, especially for religious individuals and people who come from a culture that looks down upon it. But the year is almost 2023, and it's time to destigmatize this topic and start normalizing the importance of learning what self-pleasure looks like for you. I wish you the very best on your journey with self-pleasure. Thank you so much for being here, for listening and sticking it through even with challenging conversations. Do you have an experience or story that you feel would be a good fit for the Checker Jaguar? email me at thecheckerjaguar at gmail.com. I am always looking for stories that bring out important discussions and lead to having thought-provoking conversations. Stay tuned for the Checker Jaguar's next podcast. But in the meantime, follow along with me at Checker Jaguar on Instagram and TikTok.